Yeah, so I'm back in San Francisco, and I am all, all I've been thinking about is all the travel that I get to look forward to in the next uh, little while. I was planning mm-hmm. out with Aaron our or, or my moving schedule, particularly because Aaron's moving schedule is she has one weekend to do it. Uh, and that's two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I have a little more time and will probably need a little more time. Uh, but it's unclear whether I will have beyond February because my roommate is trying to find someone to replace me. And mm-hmm. uh, he he said that he's you know going to tell people uh, or post ads starting for uh, starting in March, even though our lease is not up until then. And I was prepared to pay in March if I need to, but if I don't have to, uh, that's obviously great. Mm-hmm. So it's, so it's unclear how much time I have, and I, and I'm just planning to move throughout just February, so that that way I'm not banking on anything that's very uncertain. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I think I think I'm gonna drive back and forth um three or four times probably in february three times at least because i think i'm coming right so so i so i'm up here i'm up in san francisco right now next weekend i'm gonna go back the following weekend i come back up to help aaron move the weekend after aaron moves i'm gonna go down and back in the same weekend to move more stuff and then I'm going to go down and back at least once more, mm-hmm. probably a couple weeks after that, to get any remaining stuff that I have, deal with any cleaning or any, like, just figure out what the situation is, go to the leasing office or whatever, if there are forms that I need to sign. Um, all that all that really fun stuff that oh, I get to look yeah. forward to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Lucky boy. Yeah, I got to get it all out of my system because once I moved, then it's like there's going to be so little driving going on in my life. <laughs> yeah, because because as I mentioned, I uh, don't particularly like driving around the city, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, I probably won't do it that much, and I have no real reason to most of the time. So. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to totally forget how to drive probably in like a year or two. Great, it'll be just like you live in the Chicago area then. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, uh, shots fired Chicago. You all suck at driving. Take it. Well, I feel like that's true in every city. Yeah. Everyone just sucks in a different way. Yeah. I wonder what city vacuums were invented in. What? <laughs> Everyone sucks in a different way. Oh, Vacuums okay. suck in a. Yeah. That's that's very tenuous. Uh. <laughs> what do you mean? It completely fits. <laughs> Sucking vacuums. There's way worse things that I could have said that you'd have had to cut out. So I I'm mean, keeping it I good. feel like I may have gotten it better or faster if you'd send like straws. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, but that that's Ooh. what I think. Uh, ooh, what? Did you find out where vacuums were invented? I think it might have been London. Oh. Let me read closer. History. It looks like it. Well, the so the man... Ooh, the manual one was invented in Iowa. I don't even know what that means. A manual... Vacuum, vacuum cleaner. Does that was mean invented that? by Daniel Hess in of West Union, Iowa. 
or oh he was from west union iowa i don't know if that was in west union okay Ooh, the whirlwind was invented in chicago in 1868 by ives w mcgaffey which i apparently have clicked on before because it's a different color (laughs) i think oh no that just means the page doesn't exist okay okay. i was gonna say i was like i don't think i've looked at vacuum before (laughs) uh so I guess, do you think by manual vacuum it means like those, just like a straight brush roll thing? Because I remember we had one of those at I think like Applebee's or something. That's just like a, it's just a brush mm. roller and maybe some other mechanism that I'm unsure of. I don't know. Is that all that is? Maybe. And what did they call them? Like they obviously didn't call them vacuums. At least I assume not. I feel like that's that's a way more interesting question. Is the where did the name vacuum come come for that when at least a, lo- a lot, if not all, vacuum cleaners don't make use of a vacuum to clean? It's just airflow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? The, sorry, I, I should just start focusing on the conversation here because <laughs> I want to read up on vacuums because this is really interesting, but it's very distracting. There's, like, wonderful, like bizarre model names of these early vacuum cleaners give me the best one that you've seen so far the burger vacuum cleaner spelled b-u-r-g-e-r yeah huh is that named after a person yes okay the other one that's interesting is called the baby the what oh the baby daisy is what it was called the baby daisy hmm how cute yeah Aren't we just ingenious people? And by we, I mean the people who invented vacuum cleaners. <laughs> oh, vacuums. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Uh, what were we talking about? People sucking. Um, yeah, at driving. Yeah, Honestly, I feel like I still haven't... Like, I actually don't think that I've come across any particularly bad drivers in San Francisco yet. I have not driven through a lot of different parts of San Francisco. So I'm sure mm-hmm. I could find spots where it... Uh, where I come across particularly egregious traffic crimes, but yeah. so far it's been pretty tame immediately around here. I would say. Mm-hmm. It's just it just reminds me of you know when, when you're kind of walking around and you're paying attention to all these cars parked on the side of the road. It mm-hmm. reminded me when I visited Washington D.C. for. I think this was on a a spring break trip that I took with Aaron and Max and uh, Max's girlfriend. Yeah, like junior year of college, I think it was. Or maybe it was senior year of college. Junior year of college. Doesn't matter. Uh, senior year. It was senior year of college. I'm pretty sure now. Uh, <laughs> we we, uh, spent, we spent a day or two in Washington, D.C. And... When Max and I were walking back from having parked the car, because there was no parking at the Airbnb that we stayed at, so we had to go find a lot to park in. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole thing in itself. I think we ended up needing to park like a mile away. It was a <laughs> in a snowstorm, so it was a really fun. It was a really fun trip. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm uh, sure. But we're you know we're dry. We're walking by all of these uh, Porsches and Audis and all and like all these very you know from reasonably fancy to very fancy cars uh just parked on the side of the road uh and that was always just always just very amusing to me for whatever reason it always just seemed uh 
you know, you you get in the Midwest, you get people who have like a white Toyota Avalon or something, you know, the premierest Toyota uh, sedan, and and they treat it like it's a Rolls Royce, and they park it not within. 30 feet of any other car in the mall parking lot you know Mm -hmm. uh but in in a city you're kind of your hand is sort of forced like oh yes i have decided that in this very expensive city i'm going to spend many tens of thousands of dollars on this fancy car and then i am forced to park it on the side of the road (laughs) Mm -hmm. and just i feel like that would stress me out a bit Mm mm-hmm but in your pursuit to encounter more stress in your life, you've just purchased a Maserati. How did you know that that's where this conversation was going? Is it where it was going? Or I, just I, yeah, I, I was so upset with like the tiny scratches that I got in my Civic that I told you about last time that I just trashed the whole thing and bought a Maserati. See, I freaking knew it. I freaking knew it. Uh, I remember the first time, well, maybe this isn't the first time that I saw a Maserati, but it's the first time a Maserati made any impression on me was, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the geography of the University of Minnesota campus, but running through the middle of it is Washington Street, which is where the light rail is now, and, or Washington Avenue. (laughs) Whatever. Washington, I I always just just called it Washington, so, uh, yes, Washington (laughs) Avenue is correct. And before, it used to be just streets, and then when they added the light rail, it was a light rail, and then halfway through, it's no car traffic, and it's only bike traffic on either side, right? Mm-hmm. So, I saw this Maserati pull into a bike lane. It, it was not uncommon to see a, a, a car pull into a bike lane for a, a block before they realized what was going on. Uh, but this one, it was, first of all, they definitely were not driving like they were unsure of what they were doing. And second of all, uh, they probably gunned it to about 60 miles an hour, uh, to the end of the block, uh, (laughs) on, you know, a 25 mile an hour. Well, first Mm -hmm. of all, in a bike lane going into a 25 mile an hour road. So that's the, that's the main impression I have of Maseratis. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that, is that person and whoever they were and that <laughs> they, similar to uh, the, um, the Porsche, uh, SUVs, or is that the, I forget what it is, uh, the Cayenne or something? It doesn't matter, but my impression of those <laughs> types of cars is that they have now turned into something that looks exactly like any other car they just often have tires that look a little thicker or a little wider yeah but that's a good thing right because these days people like it thick or whatever sure grant (laughs) my set actually my other impression not of a maserati my impression of a maserati is like there's nothing cool about your logo it's just cursive that no one did anything interesting (laughs) there that's my final take on them uh at least porsches have you know can have a cool logo nowadays i think they just have an even more boring logo of just the just the company name uh, but there are these two people i assume that they were i don't know they're either brother and sister boyfriend or girlfriend it was hard to tell uh, but i'd see them all the time around the apartment complex <laughs> and yeah. they were your kind of typical international students 
who okay. you know who were going to the University of Minnesota, but you know they were paying international tuition, and uh, you know probably their parents decided, oh, we're going to buy you a car, and so they bought them a very fancy Porsche sports car, like one of the really big ones, the ones that are su- the size of like a you know a Camaro or a Challenger or something. Oh, Jesus, and it, and it's you know it's rear wheel drive, and I saw them that winter trying to pull into oh, the parking no. lot and it was just a little icy uh, on the road leading into the parking oh, lot and like and there was also a bit of a snowbank and and I th- they basically got their got the middle of their car the like the actual chassis of the car stuck on the snowbank and yeah. couldn't get out of it because of the rear wheel drive and it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh so that's my those are my stories. That sounds rough. Yeah. Does anybody at your work drive any uh, particularly interesting cars? Um, we got a Tesla. Someone has a Tesla. I wouldn't call um, those particularly interesting. I suppose it, it... Okay. In Chicago, I would call that somewhat interesting. It's not very interesting in San Diego, but... <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure everyone's got a freaking Tesla or some crap. But, like, there's not that many, like... S- at least cars that are interesting to me. Like, there's mm-hmm. a few people who have expensive cars, but, like, they're not, like, in my mind, flashy expensive cars. They're like, oh, you just got a car from a really expensive brand, but it looks just like the rest of the cars here. Yep. And I, I don't know. I don't, like, necessarily always see the uh, intrigue in expensive cars. A lot of them just seem like what to me but mm-hmm. it's just like not my thing necessarily but like fancy like expensive sport cars like okay i get there's something there yeah. um those can be fun but yeah i don't know also like not something like there's a couple people with like uh, i don't know i'm also like not super paying attention to things at that point in my day normally it's like oh mm-hmm. i gotta get in yeah <laughs> i gotta get out <laughs> so that's fair yeah, I'm in kind of I'm in the zone right then because hmm. I'm I'm trying to do my thing, you know. The real, the real, you know, tight close-up shot of of the Grant in his business casual dress, uh, <laughs> pacing with a purpose towards the front door. Yeah. Now the real thing is, I really want to roast a couple of people's cars, but I don't want to risk that getting out. Um, <laughs> Uh, I feel like I don't have any, well, there is one person who drives a Fiat at my company. And that was always just a little, a little joy. Cause he's also one of the tallest people mm-hmm. at my company. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I, I never got the, I never got a chance to see what he looked like inside of the car driving it around, but I really wanted to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Other than oh, that. One thing I will say is somebody drives the ugliest car I have ever seen in my life, and I have no idea why, and it's just like, what the heck are you doing? That's, like, the worst car I've ever seen. <laughs> and it looks like it was not, like, a cheap car. It just, like, looks horrible. Do you, can you provide any information about I what kind of car I will not provide any more info about it. <laughs> what? It doesn't matter. Like, it just does matter. make it make the, make it model. I, I don't know what it is. Okay, well, <laughs> that's all you had to say. Was it a PT Cruiser? No. Because that's the worst looking car in the world Actually, that I've seen. 
I think there is someone who used to have a PT cruiser. <laughs> um, but I wasn't too mad at it. They look yeah, like, someone did have a PT cruiser. Yeah, they I look think. like foreshortened hearses. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Mm. Um, I think he had it set up with like a roof rack so he could carry a sheet of plywood too, which was kind of cool. <laughs> See, those are the types of things I think about here. <laughs> Grant has brought the Argyle sweater by Scott Hilburn. And we have a sort of interrogation room setup it kind of looks like although definitely a casual one because it's a round wooden table with Mm -hmm. a uh conical uh lamp dangling from the ceiling that makes it look more like it's a a poker game going on except not but in either case we have a we have a cop uh, a plainclothes cop or detective hanging out kind of in the back wearing a red shirt uh, he's chilling with a little smirk on his face, and we have another cop leaning over the table towards our suspect, a young man wearing a backwards hat, and the cop leaning over the table says, Hey, we can hang out here all day. No hurry. Hank had... Hank... Wait, what? Oh, Hank, hand me more horseradish. And there are, you know, uh, comical, uh, there is a comical air cloud uh, of brownishness coming out of this cop's mouth. And the uh, suspect holding his hands up, very clearly distressed, says, I'll talk, I'll talk. Just eat a Tic Tac, please. And it is captioned, the old good cop, bad breath cop routine. <laughs> so, Mark, what do you think I searched on Go Comics to find this comic? Hmm. If you had to guess. It's really hard to tell with you. Um, it's I, especially hard with this comic. Yeah. That's the hint I'll give you. You'll never actually guess. I just want to see what you think. Uh, hat. No. I searched bad habits. <laughs> looking for something that had the words bad habits in it. And the word bad... This is the first thing that came up, and it doesn't have the word bad or habits in it. I mean, it oh, doesn't it has have bad. the word bad. It has bad. But it doesn't have the habits. And so I was just like, why are you... Whatever, but then that kind of made me laugh, so I was like, I'll choose it, and then that'll be my segue. Um, but I'm now looking at the comments to see if anyone said a habit oh, or something, but no maybe. one did either. Yeah, see, it's weird, but I don't know. Anyways, before we were recording, I was just uh indulging in one of my current bad habits that I probably should break as soon as possible of eating chocolate covered spreads with by the spoonful um chocolate wait what can you say that phrase again did i say chocolate colored spreads well you may have said chocolate colored or chocolate covered in either case it didn't quite make sense chocolate flavored spreads or toppings um by the spoonful because i ran out of nutella <laughs> okay. and then i noticed that i had hot fudge in the fridge and i just um. ate a spoonful of hot fudge and i feel so bad Oofta. 
I think perhaps the most miraculous thing about that is that your lips and tongue are not all smacking together while you're talking as best that I can tell. Well, I did it like right before we started recording, so. And I made sure to have a big glass of water next to me. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree that that is a bad habit. <laughs> yeah. It's like the only, like, treat yourself thing that I've been, that I've done recently or been uh-huh. doing recently is like, oh, yeah, get home from a rough day of work and have a spoonful of Nutella. <laughs> and it's like, of vices you could have, like, it's not the, like, I could be, like, coming home from a hard day at work and, like, shooting up some H or something, but, like, no, I'm just having a spoonful of Nutella. Like, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that bad, but, like, it would be better better if I had, like, a few heads of broccoli or something. Yes. (laughs) I mean, yes, any um, legal bad habit can be rationalized away in the way that you just did. <laughs> that doesn't make it a good habit. <laughs> I know. But it just got me thinking about, like, bad habits. And I was con- I was just curious about, like, your thoughts, just generally on, like, bad habits. Whatever you want to hmm. talk about. Just got to relate it to those two words. Mm-hmm. Well, ho- horseradish is clearly related to those two words. Um <laughs> Do it. You gotta make it work now. <laughs> I've never had horseradish, as far as I know. Wait, are you serious? Uh, but in my head, I definitely don't like it. What do you mean you've never had horseradish? I mean, maybe I have. I don't know. But I know that any time it's come up in something that I've ordered, I always request to not have it. Oh, M- God, when do you think I would have had it? Life. Well, you've actually... Have you ever eaten like, well, the okay. green wasabi stuff? Yeah, yeah, at... yeah. I was just realizing that. I've probably... Well, I, first of all, I probably... Well, well, okay. I have ingested that, but it was on accident. Mm. I went to a place for sushi where they had that as part of the nigiri, which I had mm. never had before. So it was a real kick in the pants when I had uh, those pieces. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Because I was Christ. not expecting it. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that does that does now confirm in my head that I don't really particularly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Another similar one, I, these two go hand in hand in my head for whatever reason, but I think it's probably because they were both mentioned on Spongebob at times, just because they're funny <laughs> words, is tartar sauce. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that I do not avail myself of when I go out to eat. Yeah, I've definitely like tried tartar sauce, but I've never like eaten it with something, and I don't even know mm. what it really is. I, yeah, I don't know either. Because <laughs> now I'm, I'm thinking, like, I know, like, what most sauces are that people eat on food, but I don't even know, like, how you would make tartar spa- sauce. Uh, oh. It's... it's just mayo with pickles, capers, and olive oil? Uh, apparently. Well, that would explain why I'm not big and... on it, because I'm also not big on mayo. Mm, yeah. I've become less against mayo in my life. It, it's not, it's still not something that I get that I would choose to buy and add to something, really. Mm-hmm. But if it's on something already, or especially when they get me with it, with calling it an aioli or something, it's mm-hmm. some flavored mayo, then I'll typically let it slide. Typically, it does actually work for me. But going to, like, like a Wendy's or something, or or just any any place that sells burgers where they, by default, want to put mayo on it, 
mm-hmm. I do my best to remember to get it without. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's no surprise to me that the tartar sauce is also not going to do it for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yes, back to your bad habit. <laughs> what this reminds me of is a show that I'm assuming you haven't watched called Ted Lasso. Yeah, you're right. Good okay. assumption. You should watch it. It's very good. Uh, but one of the lines is... It's something along the lines of the main character, Ted Lasso, saying how uh, he always uh, leaves a jar of peanut butter out on the counter. Like he, ne- he never puts away his jar of peanut butter. It's always out on the counter with the lid off. And he doesn't like provide any context for that. Like he makes some offhanded reference about how that's such a normal thing and everyone looks at him like what are you talking about and and then he explains oh well that's just because i'm in the habit of you know that way anytime i walk by the counter i can just dip a finger in and have some peanut butter <laughs> so that's what this Heck reminds yeah. me of <laughs> is you you having an equivalent process you just haven't streamlined it yet to the point you haven't you haven't devolved yet to the point where You've just given up and just have multiple mm-hmm. jars of Nutella type products <laughs> at various uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> kind of walking points in your in your place. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not not to give you any ideas, but <laughs> no, I'm just trying to decide if I want to share more or not. Oh, um, please do. That's what we're here for. Not gonna lie, I've definitely like in dark moments of my life just gone in with like two fingers into a jar of Nutella. Yeah. The reason it's normally a spoon though is because like I got the deep jars and so you can't get to the bottom with just two fingers. Hand doesn't fit in. It's like a Pringles can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real though. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I've definitely never done that. I. Even though I know that I probably would enjoy playing Nutella, similar to how you've given yourself a moratorium on Sour Patch Kids, I feel mm-hmm. like I have a similar thing of I don't want to test that boundary mm-hmm. because it probably would be too tempting. So the most I've done yeah. with Nutella is, you know, I would mm. do that and then a, like a thing of graham crackers mm-hmm. and just kind of make my own little dunkable situation. Yeah. That's not that bad. Also, if, if we're just talking... I mean, so you you have to be honest here with me now, okay? Mm-hmm. When you say a spoonful, what do you really mean? <laughs> and is this really a single spoonful once upon returning from work, or is there more to the story here? Um. Okay, if it's a really, really bad day, I might have one, like, right as I come home and I'm sitting down and, I'm, like, I'll have a, like, a quarter spoonful right before i brush my teeth before i go to bed (laughs) but like 90 percent of the time um it's like just a single like heaping spoonful it's not like i'm not like i'm i don't know like i'm pushing pushing the boundaries and like touching the void or anything here Uh uh-huh well that's good because now this is the thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, well, I don't know how many calories are in, a, you know, let's say a table to two tablespoons worth of Nutella. 
It's 200 calories. Yeah, okay. I figured you'd have an answer prepared for me. Oh, uh, yeah, I looked it up to see if I could have two spoonfuls. Mm-hmm. Or to see if I could justify. But this is one of those things of, if that is your vice and it doesn't go too far, then that's not that bad. Really. It's just, yeah, that's what I was saying at first. And then I know, I know. It's, it's just, uh, you know, I have, to, I have to find my way there. Yeah. I've, uh, I have to explore been, the space. I've been getting better at not abusing substances. <laughs> <laughs> substances, I mean Nutella. Uh, I I got real close to buying Sour Patch Kids though recently. Hmm. That but is I, that's dangerous. But I held off. I didn't do it. Good. I'm proud of myself. Good. Um, do you have like a Nutella spoon? No. Because if you don't, Just like then I know uh, I'm going to get you a birthday present. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to get you, like, a custom souvenir spoon that's like, this is my Nutella spoon. <laughs> yeah, but then I got to wash it each time. <laughs> I'll get you a pack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gosh. I already Spoon is already the utensil that I have the most of by, like, a factor of two. Mm-hmm. And hilariously, it's also the one that I always run out of first. <laughs> Because I just think to use a spoon for everything, because it's like, oh, I got extra. That's fair. I I definitely use spoons more than I use most of the utensils. Because a lot of the time, let's say I'm having leftovers of pretty much anything. Almost any leftovers that I have are something that can most easily be reheated in a bowl. But then mm-hmm. once something's in a bowl, pretty much no matter what it is, if it's in a bowl, other than, I would say, pasta, I'm... It's almost easier to use a spoon because who wants to be scraping the side of their bowl with a fork to try and get stuff? It's always very frustrating to me. So How I on <laughs> earth do you eat pasta with a spoon? No, I said except for pasta, things oh. that go in a bowl, I eat with a spoon. Okay. I was I was saying I was laying pasta aside as the exception to the uh spoon bowl combination. <laughs> I like I missed that word or maybe I did hear it and my brain just edited it out because I was just outraged that you mentioned pasta eating and spoons well, together. Well, I, I will say actually, that if, like, if you're macaroni talking, and cheese, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say really long, long stranded pasta is really the only problematic one there. Even something like a penne pasta could be eaten mm. with a spoon. You have big spoons, buddy. You just got to balance it. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just stab it and be done. But this is the other thing, though. Uh, my preferred type of sauce for pasta is a meat sauce. And there, a spoon comes in handy. Mm-hmm. So. You gotta eat double-fisted, bro. One <laughs> in each hand. Uh, I'm sure at some point my dad actually tried to teach me how to eat spaghetti the, you know, quote-unquote proper way. It did not stick. <laughs> it, was you, not, it was not reinforced. What? Just set down the set down the fork and spoon, lift up the bowl and pour it into your face. No, I just I just always I just always have to have someone there to have lady in the trampet with me, each individual ah. strand. It takes a really uh-huh. long time. Uh-huh. I have to reheat the I have to reheat the pasta like at least twice before I'm done with the bowl. Oh god. <laughs> no, I just don't like, you know, I twist it around a fork and then if there are some loose strands dangling because I did not have a spoon to contain it all properly. Then I either just try and kind of 
do a little wrist movement to get it twisted back up, or just kind of go for it. Mm-hmm. And if you got to slurp up a, a noodle here or there, then, you know, I, I say compliments to the chef. Okay. I just got to say, I don't know if I've ever heard them described as strands of pasta. <laughs> uh, Well, if you want to, I, I don't know. I, I, I have no, uh, that made sense to me. I don't know why. Oh, For some, maybe maybe I just want to be way more wordy tonight, and so just replacing that with noodle just sounded wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounded too too um, casual for the for what's happening. Mm-hmm. Too much like what the man wants you to say. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm eating pasta. I think that's probably why, because I'm eating pasta, and so. Uh, you know, each each strand of pasta, each delicate um, oh atom goodness. part of this molecular meal. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> no, you got to keep going. Doesn't... You you put yourself in this position. I didn't do that to you. You got to keep, you got to finish that thought. Uh, suffice it to say that noodle does not do the uh, um, refined meal of spaghetti with meat sauce justice. Okay, babe. <laughs> Spaghetti with meat sauce made out of uh, pasta from a jar and some meat <laughs> that I happen yeah. to have on hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now I roll. Now I want some spaghetti. I did have a. I had Indian food the other night. <gasps> no, the other night, I mean way. last night. That's yeah. what I made tonight. Oh, what what kind did you make? I made a very uh, inauthentic version of chana masala. <laughs> Okay. So, like, chickpeas and a, like, I don't know, like, spiced <laughs> tomato-y sauce thing. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. So, yeah. It's it pretty good. I, I had... Now I'm even forgetting the name. So, uh, in San Diego, the restaurants that I've been to, the kind of meal that I typically get is a Jalfrezi. I'm just going to pause because Aaron needs to get something from the fridge. Dun 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 dun. I mean, you can keep popping, but you need to stop. Mm hmm. 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 Mm hm
I feel like marketing has progressed a little bit beyond that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Hmm. Do you remember, like, the OG internet video stuff? Like, like Charlie the Unicorn or Charlie and Candy Mountain or whatever? Yeah. And, like, the Grapist and stuff? Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of as you were saying that was the Grapist. Same. <laughs> I brought that up a while ago to someone, and they had, like, no idea what I was talking about, and I sounded like a freak. Well, that's the thing. Like, you have to be careful when you talk about old internet videos, because, yeah, they both, they sound both completely crazy, and especially in the, in terms of the grapist, uh, oh, yeah, somewhat problematic, I would say. <laughs> uh, like, you know. I, because I have the nostalgia, I do still find that pretty funny. Like, I don't think it's actually a problem, but it definitely would be, like, mainstream problematic if someone with any actual, let's say, audience on the internet put that out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Of course, then you can get some of the much more... Oh, and I'm afraid to say this as well, because I haven't gone back and watched any of these, but I'm thinking of, like, Smosh. As like my that was very much my old internet. Mm-hmm. Um, where was that channel? Are you familiar with that channel? I'm familiar with it. I I wasn't nearly up on it back in the day though. Okay, it was for my memory very much the the typical like two friends from middle school slash high school or whatever just making wacky stuff. With some juvenile jokes in there, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was like pretty innocent humor. It was just all dumb humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's I have a feeling that they probably they probably still exist and are probably still making videos. Oh, but they, no, uh, they they are definitely. I I've seen okay. some of their recent videos. I think. Oh, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've watched them in like whatever, ten, fifteen years, whatever it would be, ten years. Uh yeah, wow. Because the one the one that immediately comes to mind, which I which I am like almost hundred percent sure is like pretty um straight down the middle in terms of like juvenile type humor, um, but not any different from like you know way way uh less objectionable than like the SNL digital shorts could be, let's say. Uh, but there's a really good one from a long time ago called the the Assassins, mm-hmm. and it, it is just super dumb. You know, it's just like this chase scene with probably like airsoft guns that they're using, and at one point one of them has to jump over a box, and the bit is that the person who's chasing can never manage to jump over this box, and it's just like seven ten seven or ten takes of them trying to jump over this stupid box. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's just really dumb humor but it just always makes me laugh yeah <laughs> just for reference smosh mm. currently across all of their youtube channels has a combined 45.8 million subscribers and a total view count of almost 14 billion all right so good for them yeah that's like uh a that's like 14 gungnam styles right there yeah it is <laughs> oh Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I feel like I have, I have nowhere to go from that. <laughs> Sick. Are we back to being able to actually talk? Or 
Well, that's all going in. I, I'm oh, not even Jesus. going to continue my tangent about Indian food. I don't think, <laughs> unless oh, okay. you want, unless you want to hear about the Indian food that I had. No, we can be done. Okay. <laughs> oh my God! One of the channels is Indian Smosh. Is is that like a dubbed version, or is it like different people? From what you can tell, I have no idea. I think they've just got a bunch Smosh. of. So there's Smosh. They have Smosh Pit, Smosh Games, Smosh Cast. Is it like Shut actually up the same cartoons? People? El Smosh, Smosh France, and Indian Smosh. I find it so hard to believe that it's actually the same guys doing this. Uh, I know. I think it's Ian Can I sort still by does date, it. Date added. Okay, Ian does. Okay, I just sorted by date added oldest so that I can go. They've back had and- some. Yeah, they've had some like hits in terms of like I think like Snapchat stuff virality or whatever. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, the ones that I remember are the food battles. Food battles were classics. How to how to not how not to act on a first date was a personal favorite of my friends in middle school. Oh god. Um like super typical humor, like all this stuff like again, this was 14 years ago. So yeah. everything that that was done like that has been reworked in like a million different ways and added on to. Mhm. Um but I'm sure at least for nostalgia, I'd probably still find it a little funny. We got Lunar, ba- Lunar Baboon by Christopher Grady. Definitely not Laura Baban, as I read in my head first. <laughs> and we've got, uh, we're going to say uh, a father and his kid, maybe, uh, sitting on a couch. With a window in the background, both looking at a book, presumably reading it or something. And then all of a sudden, off through the window, comes the noise, ding! And then, ding, ding! The father reacts, ah! As the child sits there confused. As a ice cream truck rolls into view of the window, the dad continues screaming, ah! And then suddenly, the ice cream tut or car uh, drives past the window, out of sight. Ding! As the father still screams, ah! And then, looking back up towards the sun, the father says, Now where were we? (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Ah! Uh, <laughs> oh, you were so into that. I appreciated it a lot. Mm-hmm. You really put your heart into that one. I I commit to every voice acting role I've ever been given. Heart and soul. Uh, what do you think of ice cream trucks, Grant? Seem creepy to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just a freaking bizarre concept that I don't really like. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest, I just feel like it's so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, like, if you're, if you're an ice cream truck that's working more like a food truck, like, you're just going to, like, a park and setting up shop for the day, like, okay, I'm actually, that, that fits, it makes sense, I, I see it useful, but, like, ice cream trucks that are just, like, driving through neighborhoods just, like, seem bizarre to me, like, I don't know. That being said, did you ever have one drive through your neighborhood as a kid? Yeah. Okay. It's just like, what? Like, <laughs> maybe this is just 
me being a a, a fun killer grant, but like, like there's nothing special about the ice cream in it. Like, it's literally just marked up ice cream that you like can buy from the store, and so like, and it's really marked up. It's not just like marked up a little bit. It's just like I could have like three Choco Tacos if I just bought it myself at the store. Don't you say that name if you're not going to buy one. Did I ever tell you or did that I was with somebody and we purchased Choco Tacos so that I could try one and then we got back and put them in the freezer and then we went the whole week and never had Choco Tacos because we forgot about them? You may have. But if you did, uh, I don't remember. And so this is a fresh wound. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I think that it is entirely consistent with your character and that it was thoughtful but not executed upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. I agree with, with the general impression of ice cream trucks. However, I disagree with the broader point that you're making because, like, all things are anything that you buy from a third-party vendor is exactly that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you go, let's say you go to a brewery, any beer that you get there is way more expensive than just buying their beer from the store. Mm -hmm. But you're paying for ancillary costs. You're paying for the environment. You're paying for the experience. And that's what you're doing with an ice cream truck. Except You're paying the, for the experience. The experience is I get to eat ice cream on my own driveway. <laughs> yeah, with a neighborhood full of screaming kids. But, but oh, it's great. fun when you get oh, to be one of them. you sold me there. Well, I forgot about all the screaming children. Look, look. Now I'm in. The ice cream truck is not for you, a grant of this time. It's for you, grant of 15 years ago. <laughs> grant of 15 years ago was better with his money than I think you think I was. <laughs> You don't have to be good with your money. You just have to be able to ask for your parents. <laughs> See, I knew that I could sucker my parents into getting me a better deal at the grocery store. And my dad <laughs> would be proud of me for looking for a bargain. All right. Well. <laughs> and, and like if I had a coupon or if the ice cream was on sale that week, we could maybe even buy like extra. Uh-huh. Because like. That's the thing. If it's on sale, it doesn't matter if you weren't actually going to buy it in the first place. You're still saving money by buying it. No, it was sure a thing. It it de- oh shit! I didn't stop.